Smorgasbord, copyright Serenia Murthy, 2018. We were having a Labor Day, last hurrah before the start of the school year, brunch at the Golden Corral. Allison had decided to live at home for this semester also, no surprise there. Stevie is still interning at the White House. I don't know when or if she ever plans to go to law school, but it's not my place to ask those questions. Jason, people are going to think we don't feed you at this rate, Dad observed as I brought my heaped plate to the table and started tucking in. You don't, I said, between mouthfuls. Stevie feeds me. Ooh, burn on you, Dad, Stevie laughed as Dad recoiled. Allison brought up her veggie stir-fry, and Stevie took her to the mat over frequency. They all bickered like crazy, which allowed me to finish my meal in peace. Allison nudged me. Piper had just entered, and she was not alone. My entire family <clears throat> looked at me as though worried I might spontaneously self-combust. I just shrugged. Piper and I have been broken up all summer. It's not unnatural that she would have moved on. Stevie demonstrated more than her usual degree of tact and began animatedly discussing vegan options on the menu. The family backed her up admirably. I focused on eating and forgot all about Piper. When I went up to the buffet to get seconds, I ran into Piper near the Eggs Benedict. No subtext, please. This time, she was alone. She looked at me awkwardly. Hi, I said. Well, it would have been stupid to pretend we were total strangers. Hi, she said, and that seemed to do us conversationally for a while. We loaded our plates, doing that thing you do where you don't look at each other, but sneak sidewise glances, all the while being acutely conscious of the other person's presence. It's not a date, she suddenly said. My head popped up. What? It's not a date, she said. It's just, you don't have to explain yourself to me, I said. You're a free agent. She looked up and I caught a satisfying glimpse of those milky brown eyes. They looked wounded and sparkled with tears. I could tell that she was hurt by the indifference in my tone and manner. Do you really think I could forget you just like that? She demanded. Her voice came out in a watery whisper. There was something stuck in my throat and I couldn't answer. I attempted to clear it. Piper took advantage of my momentary silence. If you think I don't miss you every second of every day, I'm not having this conversation right now, I said through gritted teeth, acutely aware that my family was within spitting distance. Don't you miss me? Piper challenged. I hesitated. She capitalized on the moment. Look me in the eyes and tell me you don't miss me, she commanded. Her, those milky brown orbs always did something to me. I couldn't form the words. Of course I miss you. I ad Of course I miss you, I finally admitted, and she smiled. But you know we can't be together. I explained it. Look, she put down her plate and turned to me. I'm sorry about what happened in Montreal. How many times do I have to say it? None, I said. It's fine. Then how come you're still mad at me? I'm not, I said. I'm not. So why can't things be like they were before? I sighed. What do you have to go and do a stupid thing like that for? I wasn't. I told you it wasn't like that. She let out a sigh. It was that stupid Gina. She was the one who came up with that dumb pact. I had heard it all before. When Piper and I had a few minutes alone in the car, she had given me the gist in a few harried, hysterical sentences. She had told Mom it was her fault. That much had been true. 
I should have seen it from the get-go. Piper's sudden rabid desire to go with Mama to Montreal to see Bella Rossi. She had never been so eager to go on one of Mom's trips before. Gina's sly covert glances at school when she didn't know I could see her. I had chalked it up to nothing at the time. Girls being girls. <clears throat> what had happened to all my debate team training? The fate method didn't amount to a hill of beans when I was with my girlfriend, apparently. Mr. Rudd would have been ashamed of me. Except he wasn't. I had given him a vague overview. He'd pulled me aside after the last debate team practice and asked why I was so off my game. And when I filled him in, he'd said, Yeah, look, it's par for the course, buddy. The most robust algorithm in the world isn't proof positive when it comes to navigating your way through the female psyche. Hang in there. It'll work out one day. I told your mom the truth, Piper reminded me, and I snapped back to present day. Yeah, I know, I said. I know. Why are you so mad at me? I'm not, I said. She looked at me suggestively. So why can't we pick up where we left off? I twisted the side of my mouth. Her eyes were having a strange effect on me. I knew it had been a good idea to stay away from her these past few months. Look, Jason. She put down her glass and turned to face me. We were at the end of the table, so it was all right. I still think your theory about Gina setting us up is a stretch, she began. I know, I said. I didn't say I could prove it. It was just a hunch. I mean, yeah, so we made a pact, Piper said. And so Gina jumped the gun a little instead of waiting for prom. That doesn't mean she set us up. I didn't say anything. I mean, why would she do that when we're all friends, Piper demanded. What would she have to gain by it? Oh, I fancy I know who played the iron hand to her velvet glove, I retorted. Piper looked confused. You think her dad? She began. I can't say for sure, I replied. It's just a hunch. I have no proof. That's crazy, Piper scoffed. Why would he care about a couple of teenagers? We would not have been his real target, I, I explained. His main goal would have been to discredit the current administration and send any future endorsements to the race in a defensive crouch. Piper stared at me. Are you even hearing yourself? She demanded. I mean, do you know how crazy you sound? I shrugged. I didn't say I could prove it, I reminded her. How did you even come up with this? She asked, attempting to give my theory the benefit of the doubt. You saw how he was grilling me at Gina's Sweet 16, I said, wanting to know if mom was running. Well, so he's interested, she reflected. Doesn't mean he'd sabotage. I checked with Dashiell, I said, discreetly. Gina wasn't even with him that night. Piper's eyes widened. So her rushing you on the pact is more than a little suspicious. Piper looked appalled. Maybe Dashiell was being discreet, she suggested. Yeah, maybe, I agreed. Was he? No. I'd known the guy since freshman year. Look, Piper shook her head. Her curls swung about, distracting me. I can sort Gina out later. Maybe things went off the rails in Montreal, but it feels like we're on the same page now. You feel the same way, right? I nodded, and she took heart of grace. She took hold of my sleeve and played with my shirt button. Gina said that Dashiell said that you were grounded, she continued. You guys still talk? I asked. Yeah, I mean, we kind of became friends, she admitted shamefacedly. 
figures. Anyway, I just wanted to ask how come you were grounded, she asked. Take a wild guess. But Jason, I told your mom it was my fault, I shrugged. You didn't even know about it. I sprung it on you, she explained. Yeah, tell me about it. Why didn't you tell her? I wasn't going to sell out the woman I love, I said shortly. If she goes down, I go down with her. There was a pause. Did... Did you just say you loved me? Piper asked in a hushed voice. She was looking at me intensely. Oh, great. This wasn't exactly the dire- this wasn't exactly the direction in which I had intended on taking the conversation. I hadn't even wanted to have the conversation, but there could be no turning back now. Yes, I said, looking right at her. Her eyes widened, her lips parted, and she glanced away shyly. It was one of her signature moves. I, I love you too, she hesitantly whispered. I just sort of half smiled. It should have been a happy moment, but to tell you the truth, it felt kind of tragic. Piper took a step towards me like maybe she thought we were about to kiss. I stepped back and she looked up in surprise and then understood. Breakup still on? She half laughed. Afraid so, I confirmed. Come on, Jason, you can't be serious, she protested gently. Another half inch closer and she'd have been caressing my shirt front. We can't just say, I love you for the first time and then have it be over, she pleaded. I hesitated, not over my decision, just how to explain it. I know I can't prove what I said about Gina, I began. Piper listened attentively. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's not even true. I marshaled my thoughts. But if there's even a chance that her dad could use her proximity to me, to us, to damage my mom, well, I can't take that risk. I mean, I sighed, it's my mom. Piper seemed to realize the futility of arguing. I'd have thought for sure that you'd be mad at her, she mumbled, looking at the floor. No self-respecting guy is going to walk around holding a grudge against his own mother, I said. Not for more than 24 hours, anyway. Piper laughed and then grew serious again. I didn't think you cared about this stuff, she said. Since when do you care what people think, I considered. I care about my family, I said at last, and her political well-being is a big part of that. So that's it, she asked. It's over? I couldn't say a word, so I simply nodded. All because Gina's dad has it in for your mom. Piper hugged herself and shook her head. My parents aren't even in politics. Nothing about this is fair. Yeah, I agreed. We're just roadkill on the superpower superhighway. I wished I hadn't said that because Piper started to cry. Oh, come on. I bit my tongue. Now I'd have to hug her and it would be even harder to let go. She pulled herself together. I guess I just don't know how to say goodbye, she said. I mean, you literally just told me that I was the first woman you ever loved. Well, in all fairness, I parried. I'm starting to realize that title will always belong to someone else. Her eyes widened and then flooded. Oh, damn you, McCord, she said in an intense whisper. And then she was in my arms and we were kissing. So, how were your seconds? Stevie demanded faux innocently when I returned to our table. That waiter ask you out yet? I inquired. 
We're going out Saturday night, she answered brightly before the penny dropped. When did this happen? Dad demanded. When you were in the restroom, Allison informed him. My family preserved a discreet silence until we reached home. Say what you will about them, Daisy Grant and Russell Jackson have trained the McCords well. It wasn't until the door closed behind Mom's security detail that they began jabbering. I had to emit one of my shrill, piercing whistles to get them to stop. Rain it in, I said. Piper and I are not back together. That was a one-off. They all gave vent to their dismay. I don't know why they were so eager to send me racing back into Piper's arms. It wasn't as if she had acquitted herself all that admirably. Maybe they just wanted to see me happy. Or maybe they ju- or maybe they were just desperate for me to latch on to the first available warm body and hang on for dear life. I thought you wanted to get back together with Piper, Allison pouted. She liked Piper. She was also moderately fond of me. It would have been a win-win for her. Yeah, what happened? Stevie demanded. I looked at Stevie and decided I might as well tell her, since she had unwittingly played a role in the inception of the whole affair. I found out she wasn't even a vegetarian, I said. They all blinked at me. Well, so what? Allison exclaimed once she found her tongue. You're not even a vegetarian. That's not the point, I said. We reconnected getting takeout from Burrito Barn. She saw Stevie's order and thought it was mine. By the time she realized it was for Stevie and not me, it was too late. She'd already committed to the facade. She couldn't renege. They all processed this. So it was one little white lie, Allison made allowances. Who says it has to be a deal breaker? You don't understand, I said. I marshaled my thoughts to help hers along. I could never be with someone who would pretend to be with I could never be with someone who would pretend to be someone else for the sole purpose of being with someone like me. The wheels took some time to turn. My family looked a little lost. It's a Groucho Marx thing, I said, heading upstairs. It'll probably make more sense in the morning.